Hello to all the mamas listening. I'm Eden, Brittany's daughter. I want to let you know that us kids need our parents praying for us. Mama made a beautiful prayer journal to help you do that. Find the Head to Toe Prayer Journal at www.nohighercalling.org. Ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast and to 2024. So we are kicking off the fourth year of the No Higher Calling podcast, which just blows my mind. I cannot uh, believe that. I cannot believe the journey that God has had my family and I on through this ministry. Um, And I just want to start the year by giving a big thank you to everyone who is journeying along with us, who is following along, um, enjoying the podcast. It has been such a joy to just really see God bless this and to see him use this. And we have big hopes and dreams as we jump into a brand new year. And we're just trusting God for great things, asking that he will lead and guide in all of it. Um, The verse that I'm really praying over this year in so many areas, in in my family, in my own life, in my husband, in my children, in our ministry, uh, here in Australia, and even in Through No Higher Calling, is Psalm 90, verse 17. And it says, And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it." I hope that the year 2024 has God's beauty just radiating through everything that comes out of no higher calling. And I pray that he will establish this work um, because the Bible says in Proverbs that they labor in vain who try to establish things themselves. I want this to be of, of eternal value. And that is something that the Lord is going to have to do, that he is going to have to establish. Um, That doesn't mean that we don't have to do the work. Yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. I am willing to put in the work, um, but he has to do the establishing and he brings the blessing and ultimately he gets all the glory for it because it's all things that he is making possible. So thank you for joining me on this journey and for jumping into a brand new year of the podcast. So I've sneak peeked this idea a little bit in different ways, Um, but as we start this new year of the podcast, um, I really have just come to this year, uh, jumping into January with the idea of simplifying. Now, it's not like my word for the year or anything like that, Um, but last year when we kicked off a brand new year of the podcast... Um, The Lord really just kept bringing to my mind and different topics that I was preparing, looking well to the ways of our household. So we tackled that idea from, I mean, angles of finances, cleaning, I mean, just random home life topics, but all with the underlying root of looking well to our household. Well, this January, we are going to do that in several of these episodes coming out this month with the idea of simplifying. 
We live in a busy world. We leave, we live busy lives. We are recovering from a lot of busyness that holidays bring, a lot of traveling, a lot of present wrapping and feasting and family and friends and activities. Um, so you're kind of coming down off that, going into a new year. Uh, if, if you're like me, you're trying to kind of reestablish, set a few things in order, um, really just to kick off the year in a really great way. It's nice being here in Australia. Um, They start the new school year in January too. So we're just complete fresh start across the board. Our family has a brand new fresh start. Uh, with a new baby. Now, I'm going to say I'm recording this early. I am trying to batch record so that I can just sit and soak in a newborn um, for the whole month of January and not have to worry about podcasting. Um, But that said, I am due on December 26th. This episode obviously is launching January 4th. So I really hope that by the time you are listening to this, I have a baby in my arms. Um, (laughs) But if I don't, I hope Hopefully it will be very, 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 very soon. Um, But we are starting a brand new year as a family of seven. Wow, that's a big number. Um, But no, God is just, God is good. And we have expectant hearts as we get into this new year. But I am very much starting the year in a season of I have to simplify. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fresh postpartum. I've never had a baby like at this time in a year span. Um, so I'm very much coming into the new year with, look, <laughs> I have I have dreams, I have goals, I have aspirations, I have desires for the year, but this season that I'm in, the season that I'm kicking off 2024, is not the season to tackle any of that. It is a season to simplify, and it is a season to embrace home, and that's where I'm at. That's where this episode is. So maybe you're there. Maybe it's not a new baby. Um, You know, there could be so many different life circumstances. But I think in in many different circumstances, there does come a season where we just really need to give ourselves the freedom to step back, to, to free us from the guilt and the pressures of society or of culture that say, hey, you got to go, go, go. You got to do this. You got to do that. Your kids need to be enrolled in everything from A to Z. No, sometimes I think that it's really good for us just to come back and embrace what's important, realign priorities, and realize sometimes simple is really, really good. And you know, I first came to this idea in a podcast episode that I did, goodness, years ago now, it's hard to believe, um, with my friend Erin Bates-Payne. She joined me and was talking about having a quiet and contented heart as a mother. And she's very much in a similar season of motherhood that I am and that I was back when we recorded the podcast episode of just having a lot of little kids, of homeschooling, of trying to be a homemaker, um, of trying to make some different lifestyle choices in the foods that we prepare, um, you know, in, in just the choices that we make, trying to uh, be a little bit more from scratch women. And, you know, I that's why I had her on the podcast episode is because she was such a beautiful example of really a quiet and content heart in the midst of a lot of things going on. And I was just trying to glean wisdom from her and ask, like, how do you do that? What does that look like for you? And in that episode, she made a really, really good comment, which I will link this episode down in the show notes. Go listen to it. Even if you've already read listen to it. It's probably been a while. So go back and listen to it again. It will encourage you. Um, but she talked about how she was really just embracing the season of home. 
that, you know, that there had been a time where she was out doing all the things, all the play dates, all the zoo trips, but that as she was adding another baby to the family and as she had all of these responsibilities that her husband and the children and the home brought forth, that she realized that it wasn't the season to be out so much, that it was really the season to focus in, that it was the season to just embrace being home and to make home as fun as she could. Um, And that was like a light bulb that went off in my head at the time, because I believe at the time I just had the two kids. Maybe I had three. Um, But it was very much, you know, I was I was doing all the things, going all the places, saying yes to everybody. Um, But I was starting to feel that pool. Well, now as a mom of five who who is homeschooling, who is involved in in ministry missions work, like I, I I can't say yes to everything. And that has brought a lot of like guilt and almost kind of a, a feeling of displacement a little bit. We've been here in Australia for almost a year now. Um, and when we were in the States, especially that last year or two, um, I was heavily involved in many different things, things that I absolutely loved. Um, but my husband and I both knew that my involvement outside of the home was not at a sustainable rate. Now, in that season, we didn't necessarily feel like it was to a neglect of things inside the home. I felt like that priority was correct, um, but it was ju- it was taxing. I was I was tired. Um, he, just in that life thing God had us in, uh, Simeon was a little bit more working from home. So he was able to help with the kids a little more as I was out doing ministry and things. Um, but we knew it wasn't going to be that way forever. And it very much is not that way now. Um, so we're, we really have reshifted all of that in our home. So when we first moved here to Australia and like all of my extracurricular got stripped away, I, I've really came to it feeling guilty. Like, what is my place? Where do I fit? Am I not like, you know, connecting with people enough? If I'm, am I not going out enough? Am I not doing enough activities? Um, and Simeon just really made a profound statement to me one day when I was just kind of gushing about all of this. And he said, you know, you basically, for lack of I'll just go with the theme for you embracing this season of home. It has freed him up to be able to do what God is calling him to do in this moment, which is church plant. And that requires him to be out doing a lot of legwork, a lot of door knocking and people interaction. Um, so he said me embracing this season of home, taking care of the household, taking care of the kids, um, you know, making sure that the clothes are washed and that there's food on the table, that that is really freeing him in his season that he is in. And that was really good for me. That helped me so much to realize that I didn't need to feel guilty. It just life looked different and that that was okay. Um, and it helped me to find contentment. And it also helped me to realize, like Aaron had said, you know what? Home can be really fun. I don't need to feel like my kids are missing out because they're not doing, you know, all these extracurricular activities and because I'm not running them here and there and sitting on this sidelines and waiting at that, um, you know, sport practice. And I don't need to feel guilty that I'm not doing a play date every week or going to a mother's group every week. Or, you know, just whatever the thing is that I can make home very fun and very special for them. And that I can do the same thing for myself when it comes to ministry. Um, You know, in this season, 
a lot of my ministry happens where I'm at right now, which is behind my computer and behind my microphone, whether that be through the podcast or trying to put together resources that will help encourage homes and families. Um, This is where God has me, and I have found contentment in that, and I'm thankful for that. But I really had to just embrace this season of home. Um, and maybe you're there. So I just want to encourage you with some things that God's really been helping me with, just really giving the freedom just to take a deep breath and delight in the beautiful gifts that God has given you that are right in front of you and to embrace the season for what it is. You know, in Ecclesiastes, it's the favorite passage on seasons. And I feel like I've been talking about this word so much, especially as I'm batch recording. It's like coming up again and again. So you may hear this recurring theme of seasons. Um, But the reality is what God says is so true. To everything, there is a season. Life is lived in seasons. And that helps me to think of life in that way um, because I really cherish and am grateful for the seasons of of abundant blessings. And then when the difficult seasons come, I can lean on the comfort of knowing that it's not going to be forever and that God is with me through all of it. But uh, also realizing that every season has a purpose. There is no time wasted. You know, in that passage in Ecclesiastes, everything has a purpose. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to mourn, or a time to weep, and a time to rejoice, a time to plant, and a time to harvest. Every season has its purpose. And it's the same thing in our lives. Maybe you feel like you're in a strange season like I was. I was kind of floundering when we came here. Like, where do I fit? What is my purpose? What is the purpose of this season? But God has a purpose for me. In this. It looks a little different than what other seasons did, um, but it has a purpose nonetheless. In trying to find contentment and anchor, anchoring my heart in contentment has freed me to find what I'm, I, I think God has for me in this season. And again, I'm just continuing to pursue him in all of this. Um, but it, it has really helped kind of give me that perspective change. So this is just the episode to say at the beginning of the year, when everything's ramping up and you have all these high lofty goals and you're trying to, you know, have hit that diet right every day and get out and exercise every day, even though it's really cold in the Northern Hemisphere. Or if you're like where we are and it's like extremely hot, it's too hot by 7 a.m. to get out. You know, whatever your lofty goals for the year are. Uh, this is the episode that kind of contradicts that and say, you know what, maybe, maybe you just need to slow down. Maybe you need to slow down. Maybe you need to make your home a haven and a fun place to be. Um, Maybe you need to invest in those right before me, realizing that that is kingdom work too. That serving my children, that serving my husband, that baking that loaf of bread or ironing that shirt or cleaning that bathroom, that's worship because I am fulfilling a calling that God has for me in this moment. Is it always glamorous? No, not always. Um, But you know what? My calling isn't to live some glamorous life, to fulfill glamorous things. It's to glorify God. And so wherever he puts me, that is where I seek to glorify him. Um, Really, you know, (laughs) Dorothy says in The Wizard of Oz, there's no place like home. And that's what I hope 
that as really the cultivator, uh, the woman, the heart of the home that I am making is a space where, where my children and my husband say there is no place like home. That's where they want to be. That's where they keep coming back to. And I've also realized that sometimes our lifestyle choices dictate the level of involvement that is required in our home. Um, for example, on the days where I, you know, we do have a zoo play date one day and then the next day we're at church and then the next day we've, you know, got a do whatever responsibility. And then I come back to the home and I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to catch up and I'm so overwhelmed. I've realized um, that if I chose a different lifestyle, um, some of that would not, would not, I would not be so overwhelmed by certain things. But in choosing the lifestyle that we've chosen, we've, we've made those choices for a reason and realizing that that is an important reason to me has helped me realize that it's okay. We're just going to, like Elizabeth Elliot said, we're just going to do the next thing. So what am I talking about? Okay. For example, we've chosen to homeschool. Um, that brings responsibilities that parents who do not choose to homeschool do not have. Um, and I'm not saying like one or the other, I'm just saying the reality of the situation is so, you know, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, sometimes it's good to just remind myself like this is important. This is something that we have chosen. Um, and on the hard days, it's helpful for me to remember that and to remember that, you know what? I don't have the freedom to run out and do all the things um, because this is the season that I'm in and this is the season that we've chosen to be in. This is the reason that we've chosen it and this is why it's a good place to be. Um, You know, another one that may seem kind of like a silly example, but we've really chosen to try to, to eat healthy. And in healthy, I mean not just a a boxed packaged food that has a healthy label on it, um, but to eat from scratch, to eat clean, to eat nourishing foods. We've done that for multiple reasons. We've done that for budget. Um, We've done that for for our health and for our bodies. Um, But in doing that, you know, again, that that dictates the involvement in our, in our home. Um, I don't have a lot of frozen lasagnas in the freezer that I can just pop in. Now, some days call for that. And hey, we are full believers in the 80-20. We indulge. We order pizza from time to time when mom's overwhelmed. Um, especially now being in a postpartum season. I'm not doing a lot of cooking from scratch. We're making do. (laughs) But on a normal life scale, that is a choice that we have made for our family. It is a choice that I want to make for my family. And even if it brings more responsibility, um, that's okay. I have chosen that. Um, But I think sometimes just acknowledging that in our minds kind of helps us sort through like, okay, yes, I have a lot on my plate. Uh, Yes, I'm overwhelmed. Um, But these are all good things. And like I said, I love Elizabeth Elliot's quote, just do the next thing. Just go from one thing to the next. I had a friend here a little while back uh, post something on Instagram about Oh, she's like, you know, I, I don't understand why I'm always saying that I'm so overwhelmed and yet I want to, you know, have chickens and bees and goats and all these things and I messaged her, you know, bake all the sourdough bread. I messaged her and I was like, oh, the truth in that is just, it hits home. Um, but, you know, you just, you have to pick what is important to you and it's going to look different for every family, every person. Um, but if you find yourself in that spot, just the reminder is that, you know, it's it's okay if, if, if there are things in home that are so important to us, homeschooling is so important. 
um, trying to take care and be wise stewards of our bodies is so important. So important that if it requires me to step back from outside and embrace home, it's worth it. Then slaying that foundation really helps me then in the day to day to serve from the reality of I am doing ministry here. I am taking care of my family and that is very, very worthy work. I want to share a few different quotes that I've gleaned from just multiple different sources, um, but the go along with this topic that I just thought were really good. Um, I love following uh, Whitney from Brighter Day Press on Instagram, and she posted kind of talking about this season of home and just um, letting go of the guilt and the pressure to feel like you have to be involved in everything outside of the home. Um, and just embracing the slowness of investing her time and herself in home. She said, some of our very best days are those spent at home without appointments of lessons, pulling our time and attention away. I know it's countercultural, but limiting our outside commitments for this season has been life-giving for us. I loved that word life-giving um, because it really is. And I think that's what I realized when Erin made that comment is it doesn't have to be confining and restricting and like, oh, I'm stuck in this cage. No, it can actually be really life-giving. And that's what I've seen in my own family. Now I'm going to read a really, really big, long quote from Sally Clarkson. Uh, so bear with me, but I think it's really good. This comes from her book, Seasons of a Mother's Heart. It says, looking back, I can see how I jumped into too many busy activities because I thought it was something we should do or because my friends were doing it. In the end, many of those activities only added stress to my life and overstimulated my children. Now I see so many young mothers already worrying about their young children falling behind in skills or academics at the age of five and even younger. The pressure to conform, to be sure your child doesn't miss out on anything, is constant and debilitating. But there are so many amazing discoveries a child will make simply by being at home with his or her parents. Exploring their world, pretending, playing with modeling clay, swinging on a swing tinkering with simple toys, playing instruments and singing, listening for hours to books while cuddled in mom's lap. These are things that God built into the daily rhythm of a family, and they will help to build a rich soul in a child. However, choose to walk confidently in God's design requires a step of faith, a step away from the marketplace of activities and into the mommy space of home, which is filled with beauty, love, creativity, purpose, and peace. I thought that was just so good because I do feel like, especially as the mom that has the young kids, there is this pressure to, uh, you know, hit all these high bars quickly or to, you know, have, have your kid enrolled in sports and gymnastics and music lessons and swim and like every lesson under the sun. Um, there's only so much time and, I do feel like we're living in in a world of overstimulated kids. Um, I just did an episode here a few months ago on the gift of boredom. Why boredom really is is a gift to ourselves and to our children. Um, but I loved Sally's heart and emphasis on home, especially in those little little years. Um, just a reminder for the mamas that have the young kids. That being home doesn't have to be uh, something that like they're missing out on other things. No, you can lay a foundation of, of rich, 
beauty and and learning and so much in their hearts just by, you know, going outside and going on walk together, reading those books, making the time, allowing yourself the freedom to have the time for those connecting moments. And like I said earlier, seasons change. One day, instead of a lot of littles, we're going to have a lot of teenagers. And I'm sure life is going to look very, very different than it does today. Um, But that's another season for another time, and we will embrace what God brings for that season. But today, we are embracing home. And I am seeking to find full contentment and purpose in that Another quote that I really liked came from actually a missionary book um, called Serving Well by Elizabeth and Jonathan Trotter. They are husband and wife that co-wrote this. But she did touch on this topic in one portion, and I thought this quote was really good. She said, I want to do all the things, all the very good things there are to do in this world. So I overcommit myself. I don't say no. I say yes instead and spread myself too thin. Then my soul suffers, my work suffers, my sanity suffers, my family life suffers, my spiritual life suffers. I suffer in silence thinking I'm all alone. I'm the only one failing at everything. I'm the only one who can't pull it together. I'm the only one who can't catch my breath, who can't catch up on work, who can't catch up on school, who can't catch up with friends, who can't catch up with the God I say I love so very much. I just thought that put into words what I have felt before. And I think it is going to strike a chord that resonates with a lot of other women where there there are good things. There are so many good things out there. And we're not even talking about choosing, you know, between the good and the bad things to invest our time in. These are good things, uh, good things for our children, good things for ourselves, good things for our families. Um, but too many good things, too many yeses, leave us like frazzed out. And then like she says, then she suffers in everything, in every area. And I've been there. I've been in the places where I go to my husband feeling so guilty. Like I'm like, you know, I'm dropping the plates. I'm trying to spin all these plates and I just hear them crashing all around me. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do anything right. I can't get any of it what I want it to be because I'm trying to do too much. We weren't designed to, to have 50 plates spinning. Um, and I think that's again where Erin emphasized that on her episode is we have to come back to bringing our life, our every day before God and asking him, what is priority to you? And then that needs to become priority to me. I mean, Erin said, you know, God, her husband and her children, those are the, the are the three priorities. If they are, if she is investing in those relationships and and pouring herself into those, then everything else falls underneath that. And you know, if if she doesn't get to something, it's okay as long as those three are hit. And I think that's so good. And that's really why I wanted to kick off that year. And when I read that quote by Elizabeth, I was like, I just really want to start the year with this episode, with this really encouragement. That's what I hope all my rambling is doing for you, is just to encourage the woman who's who's been where I've been, who's felt those feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. And just, is it always going to be this way? How can I change? How can I get out of this funk that I'm in? 
just to realize maybe we just need to let go. Maybe we need to learn to say no to some things. Maybe we need to be more active about bringing all of this before the Lord and bringing Him into it, bringing Him into our daily life and to find what is important. And, you know, I I think sometimes the home can be looked at as like a less than thing. And, and I don't believe that for one minute. I hope that message radiates through my podcast. I mean, good night and named the podcast No Higher Calling because I truly feel like at this very moment, there is no higher calling than for me to embrace the season of home. That's where I'm at. That's where God's called me. And there is no higher purpose than that. And I hope you feel the same way in your calling but I know that that it is countercultural, and it isn't a message that the world is not shouting from the rooftops. And we can be bombarded with that confusion, and sometimes feel like, well, instead of embracing the season of home for the beauty that it is, you you might feel stuck, or trapped, or confined. Um, but this quote from Charles Spurgeon has really encouraged me. It says, you are as much serving God and looking after your own children and training them up in God's fear and minding the house and making your household a church for God as you would be if you have been called to lead an army to battle for the Lord of hosts. Lady, we, we have a powerful, powerful job. Um, And those of us who are listening, who are mothers, who have the children in the home that we are nurturing and serving and raising for Christ, this is a high calling. And, you know, honestly, I I do feel like I'm raising an army. I am not a physical one, but a spiritual one. I am raising warriors for truth. And if all that I get done is just staying at home and pouring my heart into theirs in reading the Bible, in singing hymns, in living and loving life with my kids, and I didn't get to all of the other things that are outside the home, then okay, that's where I'm at this season. And I, you know what? My job here is so important that things outside just aren't as important right now. And that's really where I have come to. And, you know, then I know, I'm just going to bring this in here right at the end. Um, We are a ministry family though. And I know that a lot of other people who listen to my podcast are. So you often come with this question of, okay, I get that. And my heart says, yes, that is what I need. I need the space to breathe. I need to be able to just pour into my family. But we're a ministry family. Like we can't just hole up in our house and only see each other. Like people are paying to keep us on the field. So what, where's the balance in that? And, and I get that. I really, really do. Again, this season looks different. Um, it's it's more on Simeon right now. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm a fresh postpartum. I have a baby. So obviously my season is a season of sitting in bed. <laughs> it's going to change. And I will be out with him more. And in the past year of ministry, there are many times where I have been involved with him or our whole family has been involved with him. Um, even now in this season... 
But before, there's been a lot of times where Simeon, you know, if he's got Saturday soul winning, he's going to take um, the girls with him. Or if he's got a men's prayer breakfast at the church, Knox goes. So it's not like it's just all daddy. He's out doing everything and mommy's just at home, never seeing people, never ministering, never investing. No, I mean, we see this 100% wholeheartedly as a team effort. But in this season of, of babies, of just having a baby, of littles, of trying to homeschool, I've just had to realize where my priority lies and understand that for this season, that's what's important. And it has freed him up a lot. But I've also realized and gotten creative with the idea of maybe I can't do a lot of ministry outside my home right now, but there is a lot of ministry that I can do from within my home. You know, it takes a lot of work to get us all out the door and out somewhere. But it, and it, even though it does take a lot of work to bring people in as well, um, you know, my, my kids are getting a little bit older. They can help me divide and conquer. You know, we can have a family over and I have a cleaner helper and I have a kitchen helper and not everything is on mama. And that is where hospitality has just been so huge in our life. Not necessarily in the right here, right now, uh, because right now I'm enjoying being the recipient of hospitality. People are bringing me food, which is such a blessing uh, when you just have a baby. But, um, you know, normally that is a that is really how I minister in this season from within my home is bringing others into our home, um, whether that be, you know, people at our new church plant that are visiting or just friends and family, um, you know, hey, maybe I just can't tackle getting all of the kids to the zoo for a play date, um, but I can have a mama and her kids over to my house and they can play while we catch up and enjoy a cup of tea. Um, so it just sometimes you just have to get creative in different seasons when you feel like it might inhibit you from some of those ministry things on just how, how can it look a little different but still be accomplished. Um, so anyway, that's the episode, ladies. Um, that's just where I'm at right now, embracing this season of home for what it is. And like I said, my heart has been all over the spectrum on, on feelings and emotions and where I should be and where I need to be. But I do feel like that after really seeking the Lord, um, obviously my husband has been such a help in just some of his comments that I don't even know if he knew how profound they were going to be when he said them. Um, and then just some advice that I've gleaned from some older ladies who have been there, done that. Um, this is just where my heart is finding contentment right now. And I have found that as I just have accepted it and embraced it and really asked God to give me contentment in this season, there's beauty everywhere I look. It is, it is a beautiful time. And I am thankful for the opportunity that I have to invest so much into my home at this moment. I find great joy when, you know, my kids all of a sudden it clicks with them, their addition problems, or when, you know, I get to bring out a delicious home cooked breakfast or what, you know, whatever. Those are just some things in my current season of life that embracing a season of home has allowed me to enjoy the beauty of. Um, but I just, I, I want really wanted to just kick off this year as we kick off this idea of really simplifying, of bringing it in, um, sometimes I feel like as women, we just kind of need somebody else to be like, hey, I've had those same thoughts and it's okay. It's okay to 
to step back and to reprioritize. Pray. Talk with your husband. Um, if you're feeling like the Elizabeth was saying, like you're all alone, like you can't catch your breath, you can't catch up, you're failing, um, maybe you need to have a chat together and pray with the Lord and be like, okay, what, what do we need to set in order in our home and in our lives um, to help us prioritize what God deems as important in this season. And, you know, that's a conversation that is ongoing because seasons come and seasons go, like we said. And so we're going to revisit that from time to time and readjust as we need, take on responsibilities. Um, maybe you have to give up a responsibility here and there. Um, but I really wanted to lay that foundation as we launch into just a new year and all that that brings just to really try to encourage the lady out there who feels like you're just starting a new year on a bad foot and that you don't have to, that God doesn't want you to, and to help um, just share my own personal experience and how the Lord is speaking and helping my heart as I am embracing a season of home. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.